0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies, and I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. It is so nice to be back here recording the podcast. It's been a very long time. And as I was reflecting today, why it's taken me so long to record another episode here, I came up with the short, superficial answer. And that is because I've been busy with all the logistics and operational processes that come with moving into a new house. So that has taken up a lot of time, and that is true, but there's actually a deeper truth of why I haven't been able to record, and that is because I have been undergoing the process of changing a lot as a person. This month has definitely been time-consuming in terms of furnishing the home, fixing it up, et cetera, et cetera. But more so where my energy has been going is about all the shifts that are happening internally within me. What I've realized with this home is that there are many old beliefs that I have about the world and about myself that I picked up somewhere between childhood and now that have really calcified and become permanent in the way that I think. And they just weren't serving me anymore. They weren't true. They weren't working for where I am in my life right now. And I had to go in and excavate all those old beliefs and to replace them with new, more supportive and more accurate beliefs. And very synchronistically, while all this has been happening, I've also been doing a lot of this work with my clients as well. So what we'll talk about in this episode are these lessons that I've absorbed over the past couple of months about why it is that we as humans need to evolve ourselves, how to identify when the time has come for you to do that, and then finally, when the moment is there, how exactly do you do it? How do you create a new you day by day? Okay, so let's first talk about what's actually happening in the brain when we change and how the brain works. So the brain is essentially this collection of billions of neurons that are all firing and sending information back and forth through the brain. The brain is this amazing, amazing part of us that while it's only about 2% of our body weight, it uses about 25% of the energy that we consume through food. So the brain is this amazing engine that helps us remember things. It helps us learn. It helps us think. It helps us make decisions. And it works really, really well when we're younger. In fact, the brain is really set up to grow very, very quickly from a young age. From zero to six months, your brain actually grows 64% And it continues. It's why young children are so adept at learning languages or instruments. It's why young people are so curious. It's why kids are always asking questions about how things work and why there's this amazing urge for most of us to travel and see the world. In our 20s, we want to take in as much as we can. And what I've been noticing now that I'm 37 is that there's a real shift in my friend group. Now that I've known a lot of my friends since college, which at this point is almost 20 years since we were freshmen, I've seen how the vast majority have really hardened into who they are. They're not really making a lot of changes. In many cases, they're still friends with the same people. They're still doing relatively the same type of work they always have been. They have the same haircut and dress the same way that they have for 10 years now, and they're not really making any changes on the outside or on the inside. They're not curious about trying a new way of life, and they're not really interested in trying to resolve some of these long-standing problems. They just accept them for how they are. This, of course, gets even worse the older that one gets. You know, we all know parents or grandparents who are very hard-headed and stubborn and don't want to learn and as people age this circuit of the brain the striatum where you see a lot of activity when you're learning and growing a lot that circuit of the brain deteriorates as people grow older so here's my small manifesto all of us no matter how old or how young we believe ourselves to be We must fight against this natural calcification of the brain. We have to keep pushing ourselves to learn and grow. They say that the only difference between a dead flower and one that is alive is that the dead flower no longer grows. Think about that for a moment. The second that you stop pushing yourself forward to uncover new ways of seeing the world and seeing yourself, that's when all life starts to fade away from you. I've always loved this quote from Alvin Toffler. It goes, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who can't read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. That's it. That's all there is. Change is the fundamental premise of all life. And we always talk about iq how smart you are and eq how good you are emotionally but i also firmly believe that there's something out there called aq and that's how adaptable you are what is your adaptability quotient because that is actually the fundamental indicator of how successful and happy you'll be in this lifetime i really see this connection between willingness to change and correlation to happiness and success so clearly with my clients In a way, their whole job as founders of these fast growth companies is to be changing all the time. I always say to them like a mantra over and over again, what got you here won't get you there. What got you here won't get you there. And what I mean by this is that we are, of course, always looking at our flaws and trying to fix them and think about what's going wrong in our life that we need to change. But there's also a higher art of changing, which is to look at the things that have served us very well in the past and to admit and to see clearly that they actually aren't serving us now. And this is the type of change that I'm talking about today. What parts of your life have maybe benefited you or been of service, but now you must admit are no longer working for the current situation that you live in? I felt this very prominently For myself when we were in the process of moving into this house. And it should have been this incredibly joyous and exciting event because I've actually never lived in an actual house before. I've only lived in townhouses and apartments and I've never had a backyard. So this was a huge achievement and really spiritual, symbolic event in my life. And I couldn't be happy. I was so stressed out. I'd look around this beautiful property that had been a dream of mine and look at my wonderful husband and all I could feel was fear and anxiety and this is because I still was living with a very outdated old way of thinking of seeing the world as a place where I had to do everything myself that there was no family to support me no one who was going to help me this fundamental way of seeing the world had been my operating system for almost my entire life. And in a way, it actually has really served me. I believe that this feeling that I'm all alone is what has propelled me to become so independent, self-sufficient, and to double down on my career. I feel that I'm extremely driven and I probably wouldn't be to this extent if I hadn't had this way of seeing this world and this experience of being raised ...without attentive parents. And as a result of this way of seeing the world, when I landed at this house with my partner, I really couldn't believe it. My old brain, my old way of thinking, would not let me believe that my new reality was actually true. I couldn't relax. I couldn't be happy. I was looking for reasons to be upset. So the big work of what I've been doing over this past month with my therapist, with a hypnotist who I really love, Sandy Citron, in my journal and with myself, is to go from this old decades-long way of thinking that I'm all alone in this world and I'll never have the family that I want to a new way of seeing the world, which is that I have a family that I've always wished for. It's been really beautiful because it allows me to relax into a state that everything is okay. Instead of playing out old stories from the past and then searching my current reality for how they might be true, AKA picking fights with my husband or looking for things to be upset about, I can simply just be and enjoy and be grateful for the abundance that has come into my life. So what might this be for you? Are there any stories that used to be true for you but are no longer now that you're an adult. And I think a great place to start looking for these things is within your childhood. What were the beliefs about yourself, about love and relationships, or about the way that life works that you absorbed then but simply aren't serving you now? Maybe you were taught growing up that you need to put everyone around you first and put yourself second. And maybe holding on to that belief isn't working anymore. Or perhaps you were taught growing up that creative work isn't as valuable as work that makes money and that you've been carrying that story forth as well. Or perhaps what you picked up from the way that you engaged with your parents is that love feels very one-sided and you've continued and perpetuated that feeling as you've gone on and picked partners for yourself. Regardless of how any of this is manifesting, we need to just look to the parts that feel the most challenging, the most sad, the most frustrating in our lives. And usually there's a story to be rewritten there. I moved around so many times when I was growing up that I went to eight different schools. And then when I grew up, I kept doing this to myself, even though I never liked it when I was a kid, I'd always wanted just one place to call home. But for whatever subconscious reasons, I kept perpetuating this cycle. And I moved 12 times in 15 years living in New York City. Every place I moved to, I'd find a reason why it wasn't good. I'd fixate on that reason. And then I would spend all my energy and time trying to find another place. And it was just rinse and repeat over and over again. Move into a place, become unhappy, fixate on finding another place. Move into a place, become unhappy, fixate on finding another place. And so on and so on. This was because the information I had been given as a kid was that I don't deserve to feel safe and secure in one place. And now I'm rewriting that story. So now let's talk about how you can do the same thing. Once you have selected the part of your life that you recognize needs change, what do you do with it? And the first step is a very simple one. It is about acknowledging that you have agency, that you can change who you are, that you are the only one who has the power to create yourself. It's not about genetics. It's not about how your family raised you. And it's not about what you have been exposed to or not been exposed to in this world. The only person who can change who you are is yourself. You have the power to do that. You have the agency, you have the control. And so let's say you've never thought of yourself as a morning person. That doesn't have to be true anymore. Maybe you've never seen yourself as healthy or athletic. That also doesn't have to be true. Perhaps you think of yourself as always being unlucky in love. Well, tomorrow that can change just as soon as you decide to stop believing that it's true. So what are all the negative beliefs that you have about yourself? Maybe it's that you're not smart enough or you're not creative enough or that you're not meant to be successful in this world. Whatever it is, whatever that negative belief about yourself, I want to encourage you to today decide that that belief is no longer true. So that's it. You decide that you no longer want something in your life and then you know that you have the power to get rid of it. So if the first step is to decide what it is that you no longer want to be. The second step follows. You define who it is that you want to be in the future. The first step is to let go of the old, and the second step is to invite in the new. And the way that you do this is by writing down your ideal vision for yourself. I have all of my clients do this, I have them create a list of the CEO that they see themselves as when they're performing at their highest self. And they add to this list as we go along, they might say, oh, I wish that I was transparent and clear. I wish that I had boundaries. I wish that I was organized. And they put it on a list as if those qualities exist today. And then they can always reference this guide when they're thinking about who it is that they're becoming. I've made my own list too for this very meaningful emotional transition that I'm making. And on my list, I have the following things. I am loved and supported. I know that I am loved unconditionally. I trust that my husband will always be there for me to support me. I have the family I've always wanted. I'm safe and secure in my home. So these are basically the opposite of what I've believed in the past. And there's so much power that comes with articulating where it is that you wanna go. We all need a map. Unless you are intentionally creating yourself, you will do one of two things. One, you will never change and you'll always remain the same. Or two, you will just become shaped by what the people around you want you to be. You will literally just become the person that is in service of the people around you. You won't be deciding for yourself. Other people will be deciding for you. So now I want you to pause this podcast and write your own list, write your own self-vision. Get really clear on who you wanna be and don't worry about how far away you feel from that ideal state. None of that matters. What happened in the past is gone. Who you used to be is irrelevant. All that matters is what you have decided at this moment right now. Okay, so the next step, step three of creating yourself is to accumulate data. Essentially, you are accumulating different data points that prove that your new vision is actually accurate. And I'll give you an example of this. So for me personally, because I'm trying to lean into this sense that I am indeed supported by my family, that I indeed do have a home. I write in my journal every evening the ways that I notice that to be true. So last night I wrote in my notebook just how much work and just random stuff Dev is doing to build this home for me. I also wrote down how this home has all the components that I've always wanted. And I also wrote down how safe and secure I feel there. And my dog does too, how much my dog loves it. And so again, I'm reprogramming this part of me that says, no, I don't deserve a home. I don't deserve a family. And then I show myself how I actually indeed already have it today. And I do the exact same thing with my clients. Whenever they've done something that they're proud of, I have them reference this list, their list of their highest self as a CEO. And then I say, okay, which qualities did you embody here? How did you show up in the way that you've always wanted to? Can't you see that you're actually acting out your dream habits, but you're doing it today? You are the person that you've always wanted to be. Let's say, for instance, that you want to be someone who is healthier and a day went by and you didn't really do anything healthy. I'd say look for anything small. You know, if you, Went for a short walk, right? That you went for a walk. If you got enough sleep, then you got enough sleep. There's no need to be running six miles every day or doing a hundred push-ups. If in your mind you want to be a healthy person, you can notice even the small things that you've done that count towards that future vision of yourself. And the important thing to remember here is that this act of data accumulation of giving yourself a reason to believe that this new paradigm about yourself is true, this takes time. Because you have to remember that you are reversing many, many years of thinking the opposite about yourself. So it stands to reason, of course, that you're not going to change how you think about yourself overnight. It's not going to feel intuitive right away it just takes some time and to give yourself that grace and to be really patient with yourself something that my dear friend sandy citron who's also my astrologer and hypnotist says to me is that the record already has its grooves the record is already meant to play a certain song and while you can't change the grooves that are on the record you can turn down the volume or turn up the volume and that's what we're doing so with this feeling that i have that i don't have a family and i'm always alone there may be a part of me that always feels that it could be that that is always going to be my shadow but i do have the ability to turn down the volume on that and i also have the ability to take that record off the record player and put on a new one and so that's what we're doing here is you turn the volume way down on this record this belief this old habit that's been spinning and spinning around in your mind for years, and then you allow yourself to focus on something new. So fill your mind with the new, more supportive music that you actually want to be listening to. Okay, so the last and the final step is just about shaking things up overall in your life. So let's say you're trying to change this belief or this way of seeing yourself that just isn't working for you anymore. A great way to do that is just to mix up all of your habits. You can sort of think of it this way. You know, when we've all been in relationships and we've broken up, it's felt really sad to miss that person, to have a hole in your life where they once belonged. And the way to get out of that feeling is just to change your whole life. So it feels completely different from when you were with that person. So in the first iteration, if you keep everything the same, you really feel the loss of their presence because it's as if you're living the exact same life, but they're missing. In the second iteration, what you're doing is you're changing everything. So you don't even notice that they're gone. And so I want you to do the same thing here. If you're trying to change a belief or a thought pattern or a way of seeing yourself, then support that change by shaking up everything, changing your morning routine, changing what you eat for lunch every day, changing what you've been doing for exercise. I want to invite you to make a conscious, intentional switch to anything that you feel has become rote, boring, or expected in your life. This is especially helpful for fairly benign things. Let's say you're used to making yourself the same dinner every night, or you get the same salad from Sweet Green for lunch every day. What if you just tried something different? While this may seem like a series of rather small acts, it's actually fairly radical, because what you're doing is you're allowing your brain to practice exercising the muscle of change the brain is like any other muscle in our body where the more you activate it and use it, the stronger it becomes. So the more you practice being able to be adaptable, flexible, and open to new things, the better you'll become at it. And while it may feel clunky or uncomfortable now fairly soon, your muscle will be so strong that you'll be able to jump right into new changes and adapt very easily without the same amount of stress and anxiety that it may be causing you right now. The goal here isn't to just get good at this one change that you would like to make, but rather to become masterful at all types of change. How amazing would it be For you to know that no matter what happened to you in life, no matter how strange the city you got dropped into, no matter what big sweeping shifts happened at work, no matter what disappointments you faced, that you would always be okay. That's the goal here. That's what you're doing. You're building this emotional resilience within yourself and this adaptability that will allow you to succeed in any situation that you're put in. You know, We get so good at trying to be masterful at our lives as they exist today. We want to be efficient, productive, successful, and we become so focused on being good at what's in front of us that when an unexpected or unwanted change comes into the picture, which they always do, such as the nature of life, it really knocks us off of our feet. How incredible would it be? if you could simply and easily rise to the occasion with any change in your life, whether it was a change that you were inviting in or one that just happened to you. This may seem so inconsequential and I realize as I'm about to say it, that it's gonna sound so stupid, but for me it's true and therefore I have to articulate it. I recently cut off a lot of my hair. My hair was three quarters of the way down my back, almost to my rib cage. It was really, really long. I'd been growing it out for three years and it had been roughly that long for about two years. And recently I cut my hair to just above my shoulders and I feel so good, (laughs) it's crazy. I like looking at myself in the mirror and seeing someone different. And while I don't actually know if this new haircut is as flattering as my former hair used to be, at least in a conventional sense, I really like it because I think it represents the changes that I'm making on the inside. And it's so incredible for my brain to make that connection between what's happening at an emotional level and being able to see it articulated in my physical form. And so whether it's your hair or your environment, make changes to the things that you can physically see so that your external world matches what's happening within you. So perhaps that means changing your comforter, or finding a new notebook to write in, or moving the furniture around in your apartment. Whatever it is, let there be new, fresh energy in life that comes in for all the things that you look at on a day-to-day basis. I had a friend who used to get these horrible migraines, and once she moved everything around in her apartment, Purge old things that she no longer needed, threw away magazines, books, all the clutter, remnants of the past, her migraines went away. I have another friend who was in a major career rut, had gone through a really bad divorce and hated the place where he lived. And as soon as he got a dog in that year, everything changed for him he left apartments, he changed jobs, he got happier, he got into a relationship. And overall, he went from feeling fairly depressed on a daily basis to feeling really enlivened. And it wasn't just because he got a dog. It was because he suddenly admitted to himself that he could change his own life. He had been living in the same apartment he had lived in with his wife before she left him. He had been taking the same commute to work every day as he had before. He was dealing with the same inane conversations with his boss and it wasn't about the dog itself. It was the act of choosing and deciding that he didn't have to stay still anymore. Know that you get to create your own life. Remember that you are the person who calls the shots. Embrace the fact that life can change. And just because it's always been a certain way doesn't mean that it has to keep being that way. You are not a fixed person. Your greatest weaknesses can turn into your strengths. The things that you most dislike about yourself can turn into the aspects that you're most proud of. The things that have been your strengths and really carried you through from the past, those may not be serving you any longer. In this life that we are living, up can be down and down can be up, Everything is always in flux. Everything is always in motion. And the secret to a happy and successful life is to always see yourself with fresh eyes. The Buddhists call this beginner's mind. It's the act of seeing something familiar as if you are encountering it for the first time. So imagine how powerful it would be if you truly could see yourself with beginner's mind. Imagine if everything that you believed to be a limitation was erased if the factors that you thought were holding you back suddenly disappeared. If you could do that, then your life would be filled with infinite potential for who you could be and what you could do. And that's actually the truth of it. You have the potential to create yourself every single day. So go for it. Don't let any old beliefs or old ways of seeing yourself stand in the way of the success and the happiness that you deserve right now at this very moment. Thank you everyone for listening. And if you have any suggestions for podcast topics, please feel free to go to www.reset nyc.com slash podcast and there you can upload any suggestions that you have finally i hope that this summer is one of massive transformation and evolution for you and i look forward to seeing you all here next week